There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, man. Happy Monday, everybody. It's the best day of the week. We're back at it. I'm teasing. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107. It is hell. But it's natural. Uh, 107.1, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We stream live at mytalk1071.com. What? 107.1. Did I say that? Thank you. Yes. I, got, I, like, I had to... Okay, so listen. I'm no Wendy Williams, and um, I will never be a pro like Wendy Williams. That's true. That is for sh- true. There's somebody out there on my whole life that doesn't like me because they're jealous, they're fat, and they're ugly. Nor will I ever be a tan mom. So I just got to be me. Um, but I did learn a lot about Wendy Williams this week. Yeah, weekend. you seem uncomfortably excited to talk about Wendy Williams' um, premiere Lifetime movie special over oh, the weekend. Oh, man. Okay, so I watched it. I did. I took one for the team. And Thank you, because f- I am so glad I don't have to do that. So let's just all remember that this Lifetime movie, which, by the way, premiered on Saturday night mm-hmm. uh, about Wendy Williams, um, it was called Wendy Hot Williams... Mess Express? Wendy Williams... <laughs> colon the movie wow it was all <laughs> sanctioned and wendy, curated. Wait, wendy williams the colon movie. the movie okay it was all sanctioned written uh by uh overseen by <laughs> wendy so williams. totally totally on point and factual so a direct representation of actual effect having never events. yeah having never seen it Bradley and Holly. Yeah. What do you think was revealed from Wendy Williams, the movie? Um, I bet how much she was done wrong by the world, her man. I do remember going into this experience that there were headlines about how she was hoping that this would um, paint him, that is, her ex, uh, for the D-bag that he was. Like, she she wanted, she did not want him to look like a good human uh, on the other end of this. Uh, yeah, I imagine a lot of triumph over adversity. <laughs> you know what, you guys? From her apartment. You saved yourself two hours of your life. Yeah! Yay! Yeah, you really did. The thing that was... Uh, it's hell, but it's natural. It's hell, but it's natural. The thing that was 
so pronounced about this was it felt like a middle finger to Kevin Hunter, her ex-husband. Yeah, who um, unceremoniously had a baby with another woman while they were married. And probably, actually, if you listen to Wendy Williams, was certainly not the first woman to get pregnant by her husband. She was the only woman who uh, kept the baby. Yeah. Or like the... I don't remember exactly how she worded it, but it was such a like, such a backhanded... Just middle finger. Here's what Wendy Williams does well. Uh, she throws shade. She can throw shade like the oldest ass oak tree in the world. That woman throws shade. You're calling Wendy Williams an old ass oak tree. I'm just tree. saying like a big overgrown oak tree. Okay. She can throw shade. Um, and that's what she does well. And she, this was a two hour shade fest. Um, what did we learn? Nothing. Okay. Literally it, was it, nothing. Was it very sort of like she was scrappy, got her start? And she would have been successful with or without Kevin Hunter. But Absolutely. she got and... sidelined by this man that she fell in love with, and she doesn't know what power he had over her, but he had some sort of power, and she kept on believing in love, and that's what did her oh, in. Oh, her biggest mistake was believing in love. It you was... I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It was the Wendy Williams, the victim tour. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it doesn't surprise us. And the reason we're sounding so cynical, dear listener, is um, should you hold a special place in your heart for Wendy Williams, p- feel free. Like, uh, that's not what we're saying. But the thing about Wendy Williams is it's the writing is on the wall yeah. in terms of what she thinks of herself, her career, and... um her place in the world and it's evident right because like every time we cover a news story about wendy williams it's the same wendy williams which is prone to point fingers in other directions while doing that thing where she has this thin layer of um self introspection you know because she talks about did she deal with her drug addiction like the most sanitized version yes like drugs somehow just happened to her and okay. she was able to like overcome them anyway. Here here was how it was framed. Okay. She started doing cocaine when she was working overnights uh in radio and oh, she was working awake. two jobs, mm-hmm. yep, to try to keep her up and stay awake. So even the drugs were a function of her drive. Yeah. Oh, so you couldn't just say, "Hey, I liked it." Yeah. So I did it. Yeah. Yeah, it well, was, and, and to it be was fair, all to help her do her job. To be fair, a lot of working moms out there and parents do, working uh, two jobs who maybe didn't, you know, turn to cocaine. That said, as a person who has struggled with drugs and alcohol in his life, like, girl, we see you. Yeah. Like, you can just own your stuff. You don't have to place blame on yourself. Yeah. But you certainly don't have to make it seem as though cocaine just leapt up your nose. What's really interesting about that, Bradley, is that Bye. that you to the uninitiated person, somebody who I don't know, I don't want to say uninitiated because I don't want to place the blame on the viewer. If you aren't thinking very hard about it, yeah. if you don't have a background or connection to addiction, you might think she was being really forthcoming about what that experience was like for her. Like if you had sort of like a Dr. Seuss understanding of drugs. Right. So that's how she got into cocaine. Neither do I. I I didn't read that book. (laughs) 
Um, so, so she cocaine she got interested in uh, because she needed to stay up because she's so ambitious. The alcohol piece that came later that was in response to. Can you guess? Can you guess? Um, TV. Her Ke- husband. Her husband. Oh, okay. Yeah. Her husband being a dirty dog. Oh, and so she had to come home and have a cocktail to deal with to her drink, feelings. She was drinking wine after wine after wine. Now, what was really, um, okay now. When do you remember? <laughs> Colleen is moving her hands a lot right I, I, now. I just want I'm you to telling, understand because there's, there's a lot to unpack with this Wendy Williams document. Or, uh, well, movie. clearly, Wendy yes. Williams colon the movie. Don't say colon anymore. Thank well, you. What are you going to do? She. What was? What has always, always, always been Wendy Williams' reason for things that go awry when she's live on camera? Because she would not admit. To, by the way, she never brought up the pill popping that happened later after the like that oh, never oh, showed oh, up. Oh, yeah. And this is something I meant to ask you about how they dealt with her Graves disease. OK, because I have a sneaking suspicion that, again, she is a victim of Graves disease. I don't mean that she doesn't actually have Graves right. disease. I mean, much like everything else you've already shared, anytime Wendy Williams faces a friction in her life. She is the victim of that friction. Go ahead, okay, please. Okay, so I want to say yes to what you just said, but I'm going to actually say something that might surprise you. What's it that? was barely addressed. Oh, the Graves this disease, really? Thing, because here's, but here's why, and I'll tell you exactly why. It was addressed in the context of her pregnancies. Now, like she had a journey with pregnancies, okay, and I will not deny that she she lost a couple babies. Um, oh very late and well not very but late and pregnant yeah. late enough in pregnancy that she had to deliver them mm-hmm. and uh deliver them still which is uh having been through something quite similar in my life is excruciatingly painful oh for sure of course so uh in many ways and so um I don't want to minimize that because she did actually reveal a lot about that but when she the the as the story goes at least how they represented it in the movie, this is the only time Graves' disease was mentioned. She went to her doctor and said, why can't I stay pregnant? And the doctor said, well, you have Graves' disease. And she said, is that what it is? And he said, no. What? And that's the end of it. That was <laughs> oh, the only time um, it was mentioned. And here's why I, I think... I think it's ridiculous. I do too. And here's why I think she didn't lean into that very much in the movie. Because all of the things that she always blamed on her Graves' disease were completely baseless. Yeah. And there wasn't a way to support that in the in the storytelling in the movie. So they just couldn't do it. So they just couldn't do it. They're like, how do we make Graves disease this magic excuse for a bunch of stuff? Yeah. Meaning like why she's not showing up for work. Right. Why she's why she has to take weeks off at a time where they're always having to put the show on hold. Yeah, that is interesting that they chose not to because that seems like such an obvious thing. I mean, for the casual Wendy observer, we all have an understanding that and again, just to reiterate, because I feel like it's important, like it's not to say that there aren't people with Graves disease who struggle, who have actual issues nor is it to say that she doesn't however it is to say that like many things in her life it seems as though she uses it as a um a shield is that the right word Yeah, because she doesn't take responsibility for her part in yeah things yeah um did she come on like i i kind of have an uh well first of all did she do a cameo but second of all Mm -hmm. 
Um, second of all, I just imagine that at the end of the Wendy Williams biopic on Lifetime, Wendy Williams, the movie, the movie <laughs> that like at the end of it, they're like they cut to like a live shot of her in front of her fireplace. Oh my gosh! And she's like, it's her in her purple chair in her, in backstage oh, on the Wendy Williams show okay, in front of the mirror. And you guys, I'm just going to say some <laughs> I am stuff. Psychic, I'm going to say some uncomfortable things and you just have to sit through it, okay? That woman has lost a lot of brain cells. And it is evident when you see... And by the way, I watched another documentary after I watched this dumb movie. Of course you did. Wow. I watched a documentary about her and it is so clear that she has had some effect of the drugs and alcohol on her system. She is vacant and um, not connected to Earth Yep. in a very awkward way. So she does this quick little, that this is the only time you see the real her. And by the way, the casting she did for herself in the movie, she found the most beautiful. Of course. Skinny, tall, I would do gorgeous woman. I mean, who Let's wouldn't, be right? Like, yes, the person pay- playing me in the biopic is blonde, about six You're feet like, tall. Didn't, they, didn't she have red hair? Yeah, no, not anyway. in my biopic. Anyway, so, but then Wendy Williams comes on the screen and she says this awkward thing and then she ends it by saying, and now I have to ask, how you doing? And I'm Aww. showing you exactly how she did it. Yeah, like she does it on her show. How you doing? How you doing? Okay. And then that was the end. And then they're like, if you suffer from any of the following concerns... Here are the numbers to call. The, the the appropriate hotline. It was a mess. Well, you know, I'm glad to hear it because it's exactly what I would have hoped. And I imagine that's what most viewers flocking towards Wendy Williams colon the, the movie, movie uh, expects. Like, yeah. if you had a... A rational treatment of Wendy Williams' uh, time here on Earth thus far, um, I think you'd be disappointed, right? Like you want—I want the dirt. You want some shady drama, and there's—and well, it really does yeah. just like it paints her as this perennial victim. And what I wish I could say to Wendy Williams, Wendy, if you're listening, I'm saying <laughs> it to possible. you right now, Wendy, it's okay to show, like. <laughs> the vulnerable side of you. She thinks she's a vulnerable person. She thinks she displays because she talks about the hard things, but it's okay to make yourself not look like a hero. It's all right. It's all right to say you made mistakes. It's okay. You don't have to be the victim. Wendy, (laughs) call me. Call me. me How you doing? How you doing? You're not doing so well. I don't think she is. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to talk to our friend Elizabeth Reese. She's going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071.